It is now time for a very chaotic true color edition. Chicken edition. A chaotic chicken color edition of Game Pass or Pass. The podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service. Tell you about the chicken editions. Nope, that didn't work. I'm just going to keep going with it. The chicken editions <laughs> and to play them or not, pass on them. That's what we do. We you just we tell you just play it or not. And you, but you don't listen to us probably. You probably still play things. I am Corey. I am joined by the man who just loves chickens. Basher. That's racist. Um I think I Oops. I, I think <laughs> I think uh they listen to us a lot actually. I, I mean how many people really play through tunic off after my uh my review I, I saved a lot of people a lot of time wow and just tell me how you how you really feel we are here we got another dual episode for you today we both played a game but the other one just didn't have the time or we just don't like the other person enough to play those games Accurate. so we're gonna be talking about the dungeon of nahu nahilbeck the amulet of chaos chicken edition and life is strange true colors but before that did you know that you can rate us on your favorite podcast service spotify has ratings now if you're listening to this pull out your phone go to that spotify and you know what give us a rating why not it helps everyone more people can talk about chickens and we know you love chickens do you love chickens basher do you love chicken again this is a bit on the nose. Uh, who doesn't love chicken? Uh, I, I like it fried. I like it baked. Uh, okay, porta pit. Yes or no? <laughs> Wait, what? Porta pit chicken. What the hell? What the hell is porta pit chicken? You've never heard of? Okay, all right. Is, is, Are you messing with Indi- me right now? Is this some Indiana stuff? I don't. We don't. No, do, we don't I've had do this that. in many states. What? We don't do oh, that in my. the South. I don't know what that means. What? Oh my. Okay, Port-a-pit? yeah. You got to. You got to oh, Google porta pit chicken. Is it smoked? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll come yeah, back. Yeah, it's, bas- it's basically smoked, yeah. That's, like that's what I'm thinking. Smoke. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so yes, yeah. I have smoke. Whatever. Anyways, the Dungeons of... I I generally don't know how to pronounce this. Nalbeck. Nahilbeck. They say it a lot in the game. You thought I'd pick it up, but I didn't. Still didn't. Good job. Are you ready to dive into a tactical RPG chocked full of charm, humor, and crazy characters? They are clumsily... They are clumsy, inexperienced, and feisty. But they'll have to endure each other's company to get to the dungeon's treasure. Have a feeling of deja vu quickly arises. A less than ideal team of heroes play with seven classic role-playing characters complementing each other's skills as you level them up. The ranger, the elf, the dwarf, the barbarian, and the magician. Again, people, proofread this stuff. The ogre and the thief. Every member of the team has their own skill tree to upgrade their abilities and equipment. Epic battles. Exciting, exciting turn-based events with creative support, mechanics between te- Dude, proofread. Why do they not proofread? <laughs> exciting turn-based battles with creative support mechanics between team members. They put a comma after support. It doesn't work that way. An adaptive difficulty system for an accessible and fun story mode with simplified combat to the nightmare mode where the smallest tactical errors will doom you. Explore a huge and surprising dungeon from the cave up to the luxury quarters of the evil lord Zangdar. Passing through the Goblin, Ice Skating Park, and even an extremely lively tavern. Dungeon of Nahubek. Basher, tell me about this one. First of all, fantastic intro. I mean, well done. I mean, I'm, 
I'm 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 going I'm going I think I'm going on the road with it. Absolutely we'll fantastic. Uh this strategy RPG is it this one caught my eye uh pretty quickly. Uh I'm a sucker for these type of games. And the thing that immediately uh really grabbed me was the humor. A lot of times you have you have these uh these games really try hard to be real, real comical. I'm thinking Tiny Tina's Adventure, whatever that new Borderlands game is. I hear that one's actually pretty decent. Well, but anyways. Uh, it could be. I'll play it when it's 20 bucks. Right. And, and I'll play it with you for about an hour before I delete it again. Um, so it's, it just starts off very, very whimsical, very funny, uh, very much wearing its parody uh front front row and center here it's it it the voice acting is i think is fantastic the the ranger and the archer and the and the elf they all have these without giving any backstory to any of these characters cuz cuz you don't need them they they're they're your very standard characters that you find in these games but they're kind of bad people <laughs> at the same time <laughs> And it's just, and it's just plays so well. The humor, the the, the crass humor at times, uh, the the way the characters play off each other is is just hilarious as well. Because as you walk through the dungeon, they will talk to each other like just little little banter here and there, and you find out like how how much the elf hates the the uh, not the orc. What do you call? Not the troll. Uh, D and D people are going to hate me. The thief? The no, dwarf. the dwarf. Yes, every Lord of the Rings kid just threw a shoe at the screen or threw his <laughs> phone somewhere. Um, so, so like just funny, hilarious banter uh, all the way through, and that's the first thing that really caught my attention. So I, I, I can't really like I, I watched the trailer for the game just to try to get it, and like yeah, like the humor seems a little. I don't say a little. Um, it seems kind of like the forefront of of getting you through each level, I guess you could say. Like that, that's the you kind of want to keep playing to hear how they're going to keep talking, kind of thing, as well as obviously the combat and stuff like that. But see, where these games lose me is that as soon as those skill trees pop up and the combat like pops up, like just looking at pictures, there is so much on the screen, and like I can't like how hard is this game actually to like get the mechanics down because it looks cumbersome so the mechanics are easy uh actually uh they they bring things they they get bring things into in a tutorial and in one by one type of fact faction so like there is a few tutorial missions where they teach you how to do x y and z um so like by the fourth or fifth fight you kind of got all you need to know like if not absolutely all you need to know the the difficulty, however, comes in into the actual strategic gameplay of this of, of 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 the fights, positioning your characters and moving them around the the map is it it is really uh, dangerous. <laughs> like it is like it surprised me because of the look of the game and then the feel of the game. You think it was baby's first strategy RPG, but like no, this is. This is pretty hardcore. There, there were quite a few battles I had to, I couldn't just restart. I had to load up a previous save and 
change some equipment around and maybe level up differently. So in terms of difficulty, it's really going to come from the actual fights themselves. So I'm assuming you played, you didn't play in the quote easy mode. Uh, what's an easy mode? They claim they have an easy mode. I don't, I don't know what that is. Is that, oh, is that okay. something in games? I, I'm, I, I guess beat Elden Ring. I don't know what that means. Oh, well, I, I mean, I don't even know why we're talking then. I don't, I'm not, I can't be in your presence. Oh, right. Exactly. So I'm not, I'm not worthy. You're, you're uh, so not. like, yeah, so there's a, a nightmare mode and there's also a fun story mode. So like, I don't, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but it's like, so if I, if I sucked at XCOM, Am I going to suck, suck at this, this game? You're going to okay. suck at this. You're yeah. absolutely going to suck at this. Uh, it's very. It, it has a lot of the XCOM uh, gameplay factors of like you wouldn't t- by taking cover, you get bonus defense, bonus agility, and bonus accuracy. Uh, on top of that, the very fun thing each map does later in the game is they add uh, small hazards and stuff. So uh, breaking certain boxes with uh, flame spells will cast a fire effect in that area. Um, there are, you can create sort of oil slicks and reduces movement or the ability to move uh, cleanly. So like your, your chance of slipping goes up 80%. Um, there's just a ton of things that they throw at you mid fight that just makes the game that much more challenging and that's what kept me going so the humor the graphical art style the 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 voice acting definitely grabbed me in the beginning uh the characters i think are legitimately funny i mean you're not going to be rolling on the floor and rubbing your belly but they're like they're genuinely funny hateable characters (laughs) Because they're not supposed to be likable. Um, but what kept me going again is the intensity of the fights and how hard they get. And but again, reasonably difficult because you need to build your characters the way you need to build your characters. There's no right or wrong way to do it. However, if you're going to build a barbarian that is all attack with a slightly lower defense, then you got to be able to have mages be able to heal him at all times while he puts on a lot of pressure. And if you don't plan out your place out correctly, you're going to really be kicking yourself in the butt in a lot of the later fights. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause like when you watch the trailer, like you said, like it just, it just doesn't have that vibe almost, but it, it's interesting to hear that since you played it, it is like a deep, a deep one, a, a deep RPG, I guess. Is that the right word? RPG? Is that what yeah, I was Yeah, it's, it's definitely a strategy RPG. Isn't, isn't that what uh, Divinity, Divinity, Original Sin is and, and, and XCOM? Like, those games really, really come to mind. So, are you controlling all seven of those classes at once, or do you have to, like, rotate them in and out? So, that's the other thing, too. You get to, as you move around the map uh, in, in, in your free movement time, you get to rotate through all the characters um only a few of the characters are sort of it's not very it's it's a neat thing to do but it's not very necessary so like for example going through the dungeons there are a lot of traps and 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 and, um secret walls and areas and stuff so like if you're walking through some area and you see a trap ahead of you 
you want to get the thief out to disarm the trap. However, you don't need to, you don't need to actually be controlling the thief. You can just say disarm trap and the thief will select himself and do that. The same thing happens with the orc. Uh, he can break down walls that you, that you get through for secret areas. You need to be the orc for that to happen. So yes, you can control all seven characters, but it's not very necessary. Yeah, that, that that's actually a pretty good selling point for me. Like I'm I'm very curious about this story mode because I we played Gears Tactics and we when you know we passed on it and this seems to be sort of in the same vein. But Gears Tactics to me always felt like a I don't want to say watered down, but a more simplified version of this of this gameplay. But it was almost too simple, like because the game would the difficulty of that game that game came from like hey you're like almost done with this mission okay here's a brew mock i'm just like oh okay like not that's not cool like i thought i was done kind of thing i mean um, and there are there are examples of that happening in the, in the later fights because again later fights get really tough so there are examples where um you're fighting a uh sort of a mage type character that will keep creating new car- keep creating new enemies so you have to get through that defense or uh, there, there's, there's a, there's a retreat mechanic and a, um, kind of call for backup mechanic, before the, with the enemies. So where, whereas that retreat speaks for itself. If, if they make it to a certain area by a certain turn, you lose XP, they get away. But there's also a, uh, call for backup mechanic where, if you don't lock down an area, enemies will keep coming from that area. So it, it, it. It does the gears thing, but in a much more clever, um, it's your fault type of way. Like right. in gears it, tactics, it like it, if they if that rumor came and it's your fault, I think it would have been a lot better of a, an experience. Right. It sounds like you at least have there's I don't say a goal, but there's actually mechanics built into it to sort of portray that to you. Whereas gears is just like, oh hey, here you go. And I was like, oh okay, that's <laughs> that's what we're doing now. Okay. So, and like, and I tried playing that game on easy, but then it just kind of destroys the, um, all the challenge. Like there really just wasn't a good mode in my opinion. So I don't know, maybe I'll check this out, but it sounds like you enjoyed it quite a bit. So. I am a big fan of this game. Uh, again, a strategy RPG, like it's not hard to get me, which, which again, going back to Gears Tactics, I, I am disappointed in that in, in the long run because it's not hard to get, get me in one of these games. So for a game to... Also, I think we need more of these just for the fun of it games. Like, uh, just just more lighthearted games. There's, there's a lot of AAA industry, especially right now. It's let's be super serious and and tell tell the most dark, gritty story tale ever. But like, this is the story mode in this is simply there's a MacGuffin, go get it, and it's and, and, and it doesn't overthink it. And I think that's where I think it's one of the strong suits actually. Well, there you go. That's our first pass of the day. The question is, will we get a second one? Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Z. Are, are we? Aren't we on Super? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I know. I know Vegeta got new upgrades. I'm in. I'm going back in. Like, what color is the hair now? Uh, we got blue. Oh, I, oh, we're still on blue. We're blue and silver. Oh, silver. Okay, I didn't know about silver. I gotta watch now. That's, I played UI, bro. UI. I get in the UI. UI. Ultra Instinct. What what do you do for a living? Jeez. <laughs> Look, man. After Super Saiyan 3 was the coolest, and then they just never went back to you it. You are like, wrong. This, this podcast is no. over. 
podcast no, is Super absolutely Saiyan over. Super Saiyan 3 was awesome. I really just wanted to see Vegeta with super long hair because it looked ridiculous. I played Life is Strange True Colors. A bold new era of the award-winning Life is Strange begins with the all-new player playable character led by Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. I I, <laughs> I have not decided if I'm gonna edit this out or not. A bold new era of the award-winning Life is Strange begins with an all-new playable lead character and a thrilling mystery to solve. Alex Chen has long suppressed her curse, the supernatural ability to experience, absorb, and manipulate the strong emotions of others, which she sees as a blazing, colored aura. When her brother dies in a so-called accident, Alex must embrace her volatile power to find the truth and uncover the dark secrets buried in a small town. The truth will hurt, feel everything, forge deep relationships, a truly personal story, find your voice, and get your exclusive soundtrack. What? Wait, there's an exclusive <laughs> soundtrack? You didn't Apparently. tell me that when you were playing it. New tracks by MM, MXM2 M&M? and... N- no. <laughs> oh. And Novo Amor and extensive licensed songs including Radiohead, Phoebe Bridgers, Gabrielle Applin, and more. Life is Strange, True Colors. Talk Basher. to me about Life is Strange because you know how I feel about these games. Yeah, I am. Um, Life is Strange, the original one, is a, you know, that when that game hit, it kind of, I want to say it came out of nowhere. There just wasn't a lot like it. That was when the Telltale stuff was super big. And this was a, a different take on that. It was a more realistic take. Um, you know, and Telltale sort of has their style. They pumped out those games, you know. Game of Thrones, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what's that one that were based on fables? Um, whatever. Wasn't it, was it fables? I feel like that's not right. Uh, Wolf Among Us. That's what it is. Yeah. The Wolf Among Us. Like, so they pumped those out, but those are all kind of the same. And so these were kind of a, a more akin to like an adventure game mixed with that because there's there's much more direct control of the character. There's more things to explore and do. And it's got these sort of mechanic. E- each one has its own mechanic of a, of a superpower kind of thing minus uh before the storm before the storm is a shorter three chapter thing that they did for a prequel for the original life is strange but that original one was it was cool like it was very it, it hit the mark for a lot of people because it was very stylized and very um real is not the word i want to use it just you sort of believed the world kind of thing and so, then go ahead so is this a game where you would have to play the first two to get a sense of what's going on. Not at all. Um, each one. So before the storm and the original life is strange are technically uh, one thing. Like before the storm, you play as a character that is in the first life is strange. Um, but then life is strange two is completely new uh, characters. The same with this one. This is technically the third one, but this is true colors is also a new one. There are very, very small connections that they do. Um, like a character will show up here and there kind of thing. And it, so that way you can do the Leo DiCaprio meme of pointing at the screen. Like, I know who that is. Uh, but no, there is no real connection between any of them um, for that reason. So, And when you but, say adventure game, I like my adventure games. I like my points and clickers. Uh, how deep is it, does it go? Like, is it is it uh, is it as complex as you have 18 things in your tool kit and you have to figure out how to open a door using a combination of all three things or is it much more simplistic than that 
it, it's far more simplistic in the fact that um, all of the the adventure aspects is strictly world building. Like you can find a lot of things to to if you're super into this game and you want to know more about the characters or you know, and the town is really a character in itself. Um, you can search everything and find everything. Uh, but no, like there, there's not a lot of the first one had that a little bit more of like, I need to get in this room. I don't know how to. What if I put this piece of wood here and knocked over this paint bucket? You know, like it had a little bit of that, but it was far more simplistic than like a um, Grim Fandango or something like that. Uh, and so that's that's kind of why I think they resonate with a lot of people, because a lot of those games just don't have guidance. The conveyance is really bad. And this doesn't have that, you know, it, it's very hard to not be able to move forward. Everything is usually within reach. There's nothing that you have to go on a journey to, you know, to find the thing. It's like, I don't know how to open this door and I have to go on the other side of this big world to find this key kind of thing. There's none of that. Um, so it's, it's kind of a happy medium between like a telltale game and an adventure game. So, but it, what I find interesting about true colors is um, I liked before the storm and life is strange. And I think, why it resonated with me is because the whole thing with Max in the first game, her superpower was that she could rewind time basically. Um, but she couldn't do it for a long period of time. It, she could only do it for so long in terms of like a couple minutes and stuff like that. And they, they play with that mechanic uh, quite a bit, but it sort of gave you that option to before you made like a big decision. And that's always what the telltale games were about was you got to make this choice. And if you make this choice, you can't go back kind of thing. But that one was like, no, we're going to show you what happens and you can use this quote time rewind mechanic to uh see what a basic idea of what is going to happen um and then so sometimes you would do that and then you would uh you know it, it would go kind of the way you think but they would throw a twist in there kind of be like oh like i didn't expect this to happen kind of thing so it was really good at pushing you forward because and it didn't do that thing where you feel like you have to play the game multiple times so do which you, i go ahead so, so do you, so do your choices matter in this like mass effect style where you, if, if 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 by choosing the right dialogue option you get a different ending or or or, or a different pathway it, it's yes and no um so the fact that the powers are different from game to game whereas um before the storm you have no powers so that's just like a straight up yes like you're you're your actions will sort of influence some characters and their dialogue choices, but there's really only usually one of two choices. It's not this thing where it's constantly building on top of itself to for an end game. And then all of a sudden, like if you didn't get everyone, if everyone didn't like you, you don't get the true ending. It just sort of changes how that scene plays out. But the ending is basically usually one of two endings kind of thing. Um, except for Life is Strange 2, which is... I'll go into more of that because I actually have a lot to say about that when it comes to true colors. So, uh, but just answer it, it's more like the Mass Effect 3 ending. Um, where, oh, okay. Yeah, that, where, that explains um, everything. Yeah. No, but it, in a good way. Like, it doesn't tease you with 60 hours of, of playing for a blue, green, red ending kind of thing uh, for that. So... True Colors is 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 a bit different in that A, they 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 did all five episodes at once, so there's no waiting. B, your your power is a more um it sort of plays into that first game of like you can sort of read people's emotions, and when you read them, you can make choices like to I want to take this emotion away from them, um, or do I want to um let that play out kind of thing. So you take these risks of saying like this person is mad about whatever. 
um, or they're happy about whatever. Do I want to take that away for the sake of of solving this mystery in this town? And I'm actually surprised the description gave away that her brother dies because that is sort of like a big uh, reveal at the end of the first episode is that is the so Alex Chen leaves uh, the her and her brother were in foster care. She comes back when she's 18. Um, tell me, to stop. You've heard this one before. And uh, right. reunites with her brother. And so she's new in town. It's a very small town. And her brother dies, unfortunately, in this accident. And so she's kind of like a fish out of water. But she also wants to figure out and and solve. Obviously, his his death was not as simple as an accident kind of thing. Um, it's very... It was Moira? Um, what? It was Moira? Someone killed him? Oh, Moira. I thought, I thought you were like quoting like a TV show that was called like... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might be murder. You, it's up to you to find the truth. Oh, um, I was one of these joints. No, I yeah, like a detective so, game. How? Oh man. So, so I just played uh, a number. Uh, not just played. I, I had this in the bag for a while. Uh, Paradise Killer on on uh, Game Pass. Uh, we'll get to that in a future episode. I'm a I'm a sucker for a murder mystery detective. Figure out what happened. Game. Um, I guess where I'm at with these games personally is I need, and I said this before in the show and I sound like a broken record at this point, but I need more game and I, I, I need this, this, and I don't mean like Gears of War, take cover, start shooting things. I mean, just give me some good old fashioned cerebral workouting. Like, like, let me, let me think, let force me to think, like force me to think differently, do things differently like does this game do that and on what level that's that's a tough question um this because right for ask the tough questions you it kind of goes as i don't want to say it goes as deep as you want because that's not really the case like if you're playing this game you can un, you can figure out the mystery yourself if if you're if you're looking at everything, if you're pay att- paying attention to everything, and for the most part, like there's some things that they do sort of hide from you, and, and they try to drop it in like a <gasps> moment. Um, it doesn't always succeed at that. But if you just want to play this game and, and really get through the story, you can do that. But if you really want to be a person that is looking around for small clues and stuff, it's there, but it's not necessary. Whereas I'm guessing something like you know your murder detective style thing, um, the clues are what lead you to the end the story is really you're really just sort of experiencing the story and you can find out more info if you want um it's better there's more gameplay than like a telltale game but it is not like a full-on adventure point and click game um you can get through this without doing a lot of the extra stuff i don't know if that answers your question it does in 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 any not great way but it does yeah i it's it's tough like it's tough finding that balance but i think I think there exists a market that could be a little bit more story based and be a little more detective based. Um, I just don't think Life is Strange is is that game. But I would like to see Deck Nine make one of these games, you know, or, a game like that. But I don't think it's their um, their aim to do that either, though. So like, right. so, let's, so I don't I don't want to get it confused as to saying like this game would be better if they did that. Like, no, I think this I think Life is Strange series is exactly what they want to do, and I think they I think although I always dislike them i think what they do what they do well yeah and it's i i went on an, an experience with life is strange the, the the franchise in that 
the original one for me, um, you know, when that game hit it, it made a, it made a big impact. You know, I, I don't, it, it's, it was so long ago now though, but it's, that game kind of came out and it had a lot of buzz and people, did, it, it took a lot, it had a long tail. And then they did, um, so the original team that actually did that game no longer makes these. They did Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2, but Before the Storm and True Colors was made by Deck Nine, which is a different team now. And I believe Deck Nine is doing these exclusively. There's that news that Enix actually sold off a bunch of teams, and Life is Strange team was not one of them. They decided to keep that one. So that, that's interesting. But anyways, um, so a quick, like, the story of these games are the game. And that is what sold the characters of Max and Chloe in the original Life is Strange are by far the best characters that have been made for uh, the series. They were just extremely likable. There's even a comic series based on one of the endings. Like those characters were so strong. They were able to, to really push them forward and even do a prequel game. And they're strong. Life is Strange 2 is a bad game. Like it's a bad story. It does not control well. And it does this sort of older brother, younger brother mechanic to where you don't actually play as the person who has powers. Your younger brother does. And it sort of tries to play on that of, um, I don't want to say like dealing with it. Cause that's not, that's not what I want to say, but like your, your younger brother is, is growing up and he's very like confused cause he has these powers that he can't really control. So you're trying to maintain that, that sort of relationship while also running away from the law and trying to get to the border. Like it's a really strange story. But along the way, you're sort of building this relationship with your brother and the ending depends on that relationship. But there's so many times that you make the quote choices in the game and it has the opposite effect of the first game in that I feel like no matter what I picked, I still got a good ending. But the ending of Life is Strange 2, I guess, spoiler, my brother just fucking ditched me. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, I, why did he ditch me? I don't understand. When you have a moment that is so like when your entire five episode franchise or game is bu built on this one final moment and I, I don't understand what happened, that's bad. Like I was I was kind of shocked at how much I disliked that game. And that to me is always the risk you run when making a game like this. If the story isn't the story is the strongest part. And if the story isn't strong, everything else just falls apart. And, right. it, well, it, and it doesn't really have anything to fall back on. And I think that's what happened a lot with the Telltale series as well. Like the uh, that first season of The Walking Dead is still, I think, some of the best game you're going to ever play. But again, that's backed up by the story. Once that story started to hang around a little too long, the tooth there people started to figure out like, Oh, I guess this, this gameplay isn't really that great either. Right. And it's what I think the, the, the more difficult thing about these is, is that they always try to go for like the shock factor. Like you end episode one and there's a big reveal. And the problem is, is when you, when you are building again towards a single moment about dropping, you know, of just like your choices matter and all this stuff, like what's your ending it makes it extremely difficult to to please everyone. And usually what ends up happening, at least in my opinion, is that it ends up being an ending that either is okay or unsatisfying. Um, and the reason for that is, is because you, you're trying to appeal to every single person and every single aspect instead of just creating a story and sort of making choices along the way, if that makes sense. So 
True Colors is much more along the first game. And it's not as good as that game, but it's it's extremely strong compared to Life is Strange 2 in the fact that the characters, I felt so much more connected to them. And I, Alex Chen is, is a great character, and her brother's a great character. And the way that, you know, when he passes, like, you feel it. Like, you, even though you've only, you're only playing for about an hour to an hour and a half after the end of that first episode, like, you feel her brother's presence suddenly gone in this town and how it sort of rocks this small town of just like what's happening. And I don't love the story in terms of like this bigger mystery of like, Oh, your brother was actually murdered and let's get to the bottom of that. And I'm just like, I don't really, that's so like PG 13 mystery movie. Like I watched home after dark on Apple uh, Apple TV plus not too long ago. And it's very much just like a, a, a slightly more mature Harry at the spy. Like it's fine, but I don't understand why they all fall in this, like this person that you, th- that held this whole town together died. And now this whole town is just like, Oh man, what's going on? There's a big, bad corporation. I wonder if they're behind the murder. Like it's very on the nose. However, what always carries these things forward again are the characters. And that's where this one really shines for me in that I really liked playing as Alex Chen. I really liked her interactions with the town. I felt that each of the major characters I, I identified with, or, you know, I, I cared about the story. I cared about the love interests. I cared about the choices that I made in those love interests, the the choices that I made about the friendships. And it doesn't fully stick the landing for me. Um, like the the big reveals do get in the way of this one. Like the reveal at the end of chapter four was kind of silly. Um, I was just like, okay, like I kind of saw that coming, but I didn't expect it to to just sort of be dropped in that way. And it it sort of feels like it was a little bit rushed. But because of the strong writing, again, even though that big reveal and you, you when you finish the mystery, that's really not what you care about. What you care about is the send off of the characters, and you get a you get a, a choice at the end of how you want these characters to progress. And again, so like the mystery was solved, but I didn't really care. What I cared about was what's going to happen to these characters. And that's exactly why the first game was so strong for so many people was because personally, they, they, I think hit the perfect balance of, of characters and the ending meeting. Like you cared about the ending because the characters were strong. And this one doesn't quite have that. Like you solve the mystery and then you care about the characters, if that makes sense. So, so it sounds like we might have a rare double. Pass it on to your friends for sure. Yeah i I did not love it, but I did like it. Um, and I'm I I at the at the end of the game, like they. I'm sorry. Can you hear that? It's fine. I can edit it out. Um, I'm sorry, Buddy the Cat wanted to uh, say hello to on the podcast. I guess. Luckily, when I I can usually tell when it's it's just dead air. Um, what was I gonna say? I at the end of the first Life is Strange for me, like the the one thing that I think True Colors really nails over that the rest of them that none of them have is that the choices of the original Life is Strange were it really felt like they were pushing you towards one. It was like this is the ending that you that you should probably make. And what's strange is that <laughs> um, one of the endings was kind of abrupt, like 30 seconds. 
And that actually ends up being the ending that they they built a comic book off of. And it's actually a pretty decent comic. Um, but then the other one had like a five minute ending. So it's just like it really felt like they were really pushing you towards one. And if you did the other one, it's, it's almost like you got the bad ending. Like, that's just how I felt. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other people don't feel that way. But with this one, you know, I really had I had to put the controller down and really think. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really like both of these endings. I like both of these choices. And they do something similar to the first game in that they really do show you a basic idea of what's going to happen with both of these endings. And I was just like, I don't really know which one to pick. Like, and I, I made my choice and I think I made, you know, I made the right one for how I wanted to see the story end and it ended in a great way. And then they, they do the good thing with, they, they start hitting you in the feels with the credits. You know, they, they do, they're extremely strong credits of sort of your journey as well as you get to see some of the other characters and what happened to them. And it, you know, it's got the, it's got the typical life is strange music. And so I was, I was, I won't say I was surprised, but I was happy to see that I did like this game after I, I hated life is strange too. I was super upset at that game. I thought that was a total swing and a miss. Did we not um, play that on so, the show? Uh, I did. And I couldn't get you to play it. Uh, yes. Yeah, same here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, but, so, but it sounds that, like I, I think, brand. Yeah. I think it was more of like, I played it and I hated it so much. I was just like, there's no way you're going to like it. So I don't, maybe I think we should pass on it, you know, kind of thing. Um, because it, it was just bad. So, but no, True Colors, I, again, it's not a home run by any means, but it is so much more in line with what makes this series good that I like it. Now, like I said, it, it's not perfect. I think the, what I find kind of strange is that I don't think they've found a power that, let me back up. What's super strange about the series is that before the storm has no power element to it. But then the the rest of them do like everyone has this sort of secret power that they that they either talk about or don't want to talk about. And I I can't help but feel like it's starting to it's getting in the way of things because the emotion thing, I just don't think it's super strong here. And the reason that it worked in the original game was because it was simply just a mechanic to be like, OK, what choice do you want to make? Here's a brief description of how it's going to work. And they play with it a little bit more on on, you know, and during the story and stuff. But that's really what it was for was to give players the choice and give them a little bit more insight on that choice in a narrative way. And the emotion thing here, like it sort of plays into it and it, it gives you a way to have more dialogue options, but it really doesn't affect the overall story in, in many ways. Um, and I, I kind of feel like they need to go forward and like life is strange. Doesn't mean that you have to have powers kind of thing. Like I think you can just make compelling stories and, and remove the powers thing altogether and or, or they just haven't hit another, um, they, they haven't quite figured out a power that makes sense to the narrative in a way that it fits extremely cohesively. Like it do, it's not, it's not detrimental here, but it doesn't really add anything to my opinion. So, but yeah, no, it's definitely play it. I, it's, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I'm again, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I'm just happy to see that I played another life is strange game and it was good. So, and clearly square Enix again, there's the news that they sold off Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, the Crystal Dynamics, and all that, but they kept Life is Strange. So clearly they see something uh, good here. The one thing I'll say is if you're going to start charging $60 Square Enix, you got to upgrade the engine. Like it runs on Unreal. It doesn't look bad or anything, but it no, is not. It, no, it, it looks bad. <laughs> it looks bad. I, it, I wouldn't agree with bad. It's, it's but 2022. It, is, it looks bad. <laughs> right. But it, it does not look like a $60 game is what I'll say. Um Moments of it look really good. Like the lighting is quite good, but like the actual character models and the textures and stuff like it, it has that unreal engine pop in like, 
if you if you've been playing games since 360 and when Unreal Engine got super popular, you know what I'm talking about. Like we we've gotten past that kind of thing, and it still has that pop in. So it's again, you can't charge sixty dollars and not upgrade the tech kind of thing. So, but there you go. Life is strange. I talked a lot. I talked yeah, a lot. you you went a little, little uh, strange ramble there. I'm sorry. Me rambling never. Um, <laughs> never happens. So when it comes to the future of this podcast, what are we what are we playing? I got two games in the bag, bro. Like catch up. What tell, tell the fans what they are. I got Tainted Grail. Uh and I got the the aforementioned uh Paradise Killer. Paradise I don't even know. I you have not said anything about Paradise Killer. What is Paradise Killer? Paradise Killer, bro. Is about there's a killer in paradise you got. Oh my no, no. Yeah. No, you no. No, Basher, no. Through. We did it. Basher, no. No. Oh my uh, you're gonna make me play this, aren't you? It was I listen, no no spoilers for the episode, but it it's 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 mm. how yeah, long I'll, is this I'll, game? It's, it's it's not very long. All right, maybe I will then. I okay. I'm going to play Narco. I don't know if we're going to end up doing a dual episode on that. Um, you know, we're both going to play it or two games. I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm, I plan on playing that I, game anyway. I I have to play Narco, so we'll see what happens. But will you? What was the first game? I already forgot. Tainted Grail. Tainted, Tainted Grail. Grail. Yeah, so that one I will be checking out as well. So we'll be doing an episode on that. Um, and then maybe we'll have to do Paradise Killer. I don't know, man. That just doesn't. <laughs> that just doesn't. I mean, I got I got you on the hook for one. I got you on the hook for one. I I, I don't know if I want to use it on that or I'll keep just keep that in my in my pocket for now. Yeah, like Tainted Grail looks like up my alley, and that's one I've, I've been wanting to check out. I just haven't had a chance. Like Tainted Grail actually looks really up my alley. Like that it, that game looks really neat. It might, so. yeah, that might that might hook you. So uh, let me know. Yeah, we'll, we'll let so. you know. Exactly. So we'll let you know. We're Tainted Grail, Paradise Killer, Norco. Those are all the games on the on our docket. Uh, they did do another drop today of some games that are coming out, and um, I do want to check out a couple of them. Uh, Unsold is one that I want to check out, and I also want to check out Loot River. So we'll see see how those go. And there's that one, there's that samurai coin out, uh, Trek to Yumi. Have you seen the trailers for that? I have not seen the trailers, but I think you can preload it. Yeah, it comes Somebody out tomorrow, can... actually. Yeah, I have a preloaded. Um, so uh, Yeah, so that looks really that looks really neat. So I'm gonna check that out too. So we got games coming. Um, and there you go. And so also that secret second podcast that's not a secret. We're still talking with a launch planned soon. So we're starting with the franchise. The problem is we haven't decided which franchise. We I think we did, but we also didn't because that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah. do. I think so. I think I think we, we can say it here now. I think I, I'm okay doing the I'm land okay. before time. That's All like, fifteen of them. I was about to we're say doing like thirty it. movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also I'm not against it. I'm I saw five of those things. I've, I've I've probably seen at least seven or eight of them. Yeah, so like I'm right. really not against it. Um, I believe it's starting with the Daniel Craig 007 series, right? It's it's either gonna be that or Scream. Either way, I'm happy. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Either, either way, I'm, I'm terribly sad. So yeah. all right, no. here we go. There you go. So. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, also, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member, use that Marvel Unlimited perk. I've been checking out that app. It's actually pretty sweet. I'm surprised how much I really like reading comics on my phone. So, 
All right, that's gonna do it. That's gonna I, apparently that's my new thing. So that's gonna do with the episode. Jeez, man, this, this, <laughs> is, this is a rough one. <laughs> I got I I got a Snapchat and I I lost my train of thought and yeah. You know, so that is gonna do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We'll see you next time with either Narco Paradise Killer or Tainted Grail. Good day, sirs. <laughs>